Welcome to the Life Tree Edit with Ben and Molly. I am sick. Oh no! Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm diseased. Yeah, you sound a little rough. I, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Okay, I listen to a lot of podcasts and the latest episode of My Brother, My Brother and Me, Griffin did reveal that he has been sick for a full month and a half. So mm. I'm wondering if I caught What's something, that? Yeah. whatever it is. It was auditorily if it was, transmitted. Yeah, if it was like embedded in the MP3, if it's yeah. in the metadata somehow. You know... I'm not sick currently, but I also am way behind on <laughs> my brother, my brother and me. So maybe that's why I'm staying healthy. You, you've been Im- immunized. Season, yeah. Yeah. I'm anyway, really sorry about your body. That's fine. Anyway, I'm Ben. In general. Oh yeah, I'm a magical, uh, beautiful fairy. And uh, <laughs> don't you want to eat some of these snacks I brought? Ben, do you want one of these? I, w- I would love one a magical. Well, the magical snack cure my ailments. Um. I can neither confirm nor deny any effect that the magical snacks might have. Uh, you need to also sign this release form. <laughs> this sounds like <laughs> this sounds like some kind of hair tonic. Like any hair growth you experience whilst <laughs> taking this tonic is purely coincidental. Like it's does not bode well for my health. Yeah, well, I'm gonna use my fairy magics to cure you, but it may take a while. Like, like a week or two or maybe three. But when you get better, you'll know it's because of my... It's going to be several weeks because mix. my entire... I have the I have a very bad immune system. My, yeah. my immune system doesn't know how to be an immune system. Case in point, I'm always sick. Always. Yeah, and when I get a thing like a cold, like I have now, it lasts a long time. Yeah, You're, the cold gets in there and it's like, hey, there's no one here. Like, I thought there'd be like... A bouncer or something. Yeah. It's just like a bunch of children running into a club. It's what it is. Hopping is, over the bar and pouring themselves drinks and throwing a rage. Oh, it's it's worse. What it is like, it is like they have dis- it's like the cold has discovered an abandoned warehouse and has thought to itself, Hey, we could throw a massive rave here and no one would know. So they stop throwing the rave and the rave keeps going. The rave just goes on forever it's and an ever. Endless rave. And then the police show up. And instead of arresting the ravers, they arrest the old security guard (laughs) that hadn't noticed the rave was occurring. So given all your talk of fairies, I can only assume that this week we are watching G.I. Joe Rise of the Cobra. (laughs) Yes, it's a world of wonder where G.I. Joe gets his wings. Every time a bell rings, a G.I. gets its Joe. Yes. Oh, everyone needs someone to love. <laughs> yeah, a G.I. gets married yeah. to his husband. Whose name is Joseph. Whose name is Joseph. There are a disproportionate number of husbands named gay husbands named Joseph. That's what G.I. Family. stands for. Gay. Husbands. Husband. Yeah, there's a typo. I kind of stuck. <laughs> um, but we are actually watching Barbie. Fairytopia. Barbie Fairytopia. I'm holding the case in my hand. The, the packaging does say an all-new film, which is it was all no longer accurate. In what, 2004, 2005? Yeah, when about that. Come out? I can't find it on the case. I think we must be in 2005 by now. Yeah, we're getting there, because I know Magic of Pegasus is, is the next one chronologically, and it came yeah. out in 2005. So we're around that time. 
I was entering high school. And so you could have key demographic for should Barbie have Hunter, outgrown yeah. this by then, but I did not, and I guess I still have not. No, you've been very excited about this movie for a while. Yeah. You have been this has been the movie you have been building towards. Well, Magic of Pegasus is my favorite, but I do love Fairytopia mostly because I'm excited to see you scream through this whole film. This is one of your favorites, right? It's not one that I remember as being bad. It is one that I have watched more than once. So whatever that says of me. I, I thought you've watched all of them more than once. Really. Some of them. I mean, the later ones where they start to get really difficult. I'll watch <laughs> once and be like, I had that experience and then never again. I was trying to think of, I was thinking about Barbie in the Star Prison or whatever, that sci-fi <laughs> one that we watched a oh, couple of years what ago. what is it? Was it like Starlight Adventure? Yeah, something, something to, to that, that effect. effect. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. And I remember thinking about it, and my brain has conflated part of the plot of that movie with Pokemon the first movie. Uh, so I met, you know, that's, remember that spiral thing? Yeah, in yeah, Mew's, yeah. Mewtwo's lair? I, for some reason, my brain has put, put that Barbie. in. Yeah. yeah, Barbie's in that now. I don't know if there's any similarity. But also, I would that, love a Barbie Pokemon crossover. Oh, we should. Like... Before we talk a little bit more about this movie, we should talk about the trailer that dissect dropped last week. The Detective Pikachu trailer. I don't. I don't necessarily think it needs dissecting. I do think it should be. I want every single frame from that trailer to be printed on uh, foil paper and framed <laughs> and hung in the Smithsonian because I am very on board for Detective Pikachu. I'm kind of neutral. But I'm I'm just not a huge Pokemon person. I think my my response was, huh? Choice choices were made. Yeah, I I love it. I love the visuals. I think Ryan Reynolds was would not have been my first choice for Pikachu. I was very much on the internet hype train of Danny DeVito should be Pikachu. Ah! Um, but Ryan Reynolds sold me uh, with his performance in the trailer. Maybe you were just craving some RR because we didn't get him in Tintle Meantle Neetle Tootle 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 Tootle. So uh, you were already like, oh, I, I need some Ryan Reynolds. Like, I'm really craving it now. Yeah. What? You saw the trailer and you were like, that scratches my itch. I definitely, I did have a Reynolds deficit. Yeah. Um. So I'm glad that he's he's Pikachu. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are like saying, oh, he's he's Deadpool. He's not. Ryan Reynolds isn't Deadpool, and he's playing a different character, and you need to learn. It's like when um, Peter Capaldi was cast as the 12th Doctor, and everyone was like, oh, he swears a lot in the thick of it, so he's going to be the sweary Doctor. He's going to say, fuck all... No, that's not... You realize these are actors. Yeah, they can... They say the words they're told to say. Yeah, they can play a lot of different characters. Oh, yeah, it's a skill. It's an actual skill. I can't say the words I'm told to say. Say... No. See, I'm really bad at it. You already said it. You beat me to the punch. Oh, I told you to say no. Ah, oh, what a fun bit we planned. We did a lot of... We, hey, we have a lot of fun here at the Life Triadic Studios, LLC, a division of marquee pharmaceutical, pharmaceuticals. Wow, I can't even try do the again, dumb no, joke. Try again. No, It's a great joke. It's du- No, you know what? No, I'm I loved s- where that was going. I'm sick. Okay, you need some of those pharmaceuticals. Pharmaceuticals. Some pharmaceuticals. Yes. What, is, what is your <laughs> yes. impression looking at this holographic? My impression of... This DVD case is, oh, hello, I'm a DVD case. I can hold as many as three to four discs, but I probably only got one in me. <laughs> Why is it British? It Because I'm British and but I'm... But it was manufactured probably in China. Yeah, well, do you want Do you want to go there? <laughs> is that is that where <laughs> you want me to go? it's lived most of its life in the US hearing me speak, so <laughs> what is your impression of me is what I'm Born asking Born in China, raised in America. Um, do an impression of me, Ben. Hello, I'm Molly, and I, I like to play, a, it's like a little guitar, but it's like a lute, but it's not a lute, I can't remember what it's called. 
Uh, it's a mandolin. I've just remembered the name. And uh, I'm a big... I like... It's spooky because that's what my internal dialogue sounds like, <laughs> I, I like when I hear myself speak in my head. I like cats and Barbie movies, and in my spare time, I like to listen to Christmas music, regardless of the time of year it is. <laughs> okay, this is getting personal. <laughs> um, no, I've been defending you. Not you generally, but people like you. Like, Would you have done so before you met me and developed an emotional attachment to me? I think that at this point in my life, I probably would have. Um, I think you have definitely been a positive influence in that regard, but by the time this episode goes up, we will be two-thirds of the way into November. And there's a lot of people who, on the 1st of November, they started seeing Christmas decorations in stores, and people were already putting up their trees and everything. And there's a corner of the internet who I think just likes being pissed off about things. And But Christmas is great, because you got... I think it's more than a corner when yeah. it comes to the internet. It's like half the pie. November 1st, people have their Christmas decorations up and half of the internet gets up in arms about, oh, there's Christmas decorations in the stores and, oh, they're already playing Christmas music. It's not even Thanksgiving yet. And my response to that is, so? That doesn't hurt you. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't affect you. And more to the point, think about the last two years. Think about how shitty they have been. Personally, I welcome more... Peace, love, and joy. I'm, I'm. We need those things. Let people be happy. Yeah, let people be happy. This is, I love Christmas, but also we're here to talk about fairies. Yeah. And we have the, we have six weeks still to talk about Christmas and I'm really looking forward to it. Well, yeah, I, I just wanted to get this rant out of my system because it's been, it's been bubbling up in me and I've already typed it out twice on Tumblr um, and once on Twitter. The thesis statement is... Let people be happy. Yeah. You don't have to engage in something that you dislike. And let your Christmas be what you want your Christmas to be. I think that's a good sentiment to come into the week of Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, speaking of which, what will you be doing for Thanksgiving? Um, Timber and I are running away into the woods. Okay, cool. <laughs> that seems like a good way to spend... We're going to kind of opt out of Thanksgiving this year. I don't have really any emotional attachment to Thanksgiving as a holiday, and I... Obviously take issue with the origins mm. of it. It's a very troubling, problematic, racist holiday. If it's you the look most at... troubling time <laughs> of the year. Yeah. And so we're just going to opt out of that entirely and go find like a day use campground or something and make food on a campfire and just hang out and like spend time with a few friends. Maybe sing some America carols like they do. Sorry, there's in was it Stephen Fry in America? Yes. Well, he's the, driving around in that little the episode, yeah. The episode where he goes and celebrates Thanksgiving, for some reason the people like stand around on the porch and sing America songs. <laughs> and I just want to point out that like that's not a normal thing. So, you know, we don't sing America I'm carols I'm assuming this is things like um, Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. <laughs> Born in the USA by that one guy. Fairytopia, then. Jesus Christ. We're getting sidetracked because you're sick. Uh, it's and it's so a busy time of year. It's sick, a busy, yeah. distracting time of this year. Is the, and this is the first time we've done this podcast during this time of year. Yeah. I mean, we were recording... I think we recorded the first episode, like, about a year ago. We recorded the first episode, like, last October, but then we waited a really long time. Yeah, I think we wanted to get a few in the can, so we weren't... <laughs> can you imagine if we got caught in this routine of, like, recording the podcast less than a week before? Ha ha ha. Ha ha. Well, <laughs> it allows us to be more topical. But yeah. at any rate, we're going to go and watch this film, because we've been recording for way too long, and yes. I think you're tired of our holiday rants. Yes. So we're going to go actually have some fun, and when we come back, hopefully we'll be more chipper. Yeah. And maybe Benjamin will be healed of his ailments. Yeah, I, I, my my skin will 
be a bit clear and my your skin is clear oh, it that's looks really good today oh, that's probably because i've sweat out everything. yeah you sweat out all the toxins so yeah. you're, you're glowing <laughs> so yeah we're gonna go and watch baby ba- baby 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 oh my god baby, <laughs> i'm so sick you guys no this uh, is great no it's I bad audio i cannot wait to edit this oh i'm sorry to do this to you we're gonna go and watch bear baby firetopia <laughs> And uh, we'll be back after these commercial messages from circa 2004, maybe 2005. Yeah, there's a time period. We'll be back. From the new Barbie Fairytopia movie about a beautiful fairy who saves the day and earns her wings. There's Alina. And look at her wings. Wow. Now she can fly with her trusted fairy friend. And Bibble the Brave. Or not so brave. Now Alina and her spectacular new wings can fly the skies of Fairytopia. Barbie Fairytopia dolls and movie each sold separately. We're back. That was so horrific. Yes, it was. Uh, it was definitely uh, a sleep aid. I have never been less engrossed by oh. a Barbie movie in the entire time. <laughs> We have watched Barbie. Like, even... And I think I feel like I said this last time, but Barbie and the Rockers and Barbie and the Sensations was at least so bad it held my interest. Like, <laughs> because you wanted to understand. I wanted to understand it, but also, how how low will this go? <laughs> this was just... This was nothing. This the It felt like, like a two-part adventure that takes place midway through a TV series called Barbie Fairy Topia. Oh, yeah. Like, it felt like the beginning of the film already expects you to know so much stuff about Fairy Topia lore. Well, you see, if you open up the DVD case, mm-hmm. there's, like, a little slip cover. Oh, yeah, you got that little Velcro cover on the front. Yeah, there. and it has a map, so you should have, you should have studied before I didn't you stu- watched You know what, you're right. I did no homework. So then you would know all about, let's see... Laverna's Castle and Fairy Town and the Magic Meadow and the Majestic Mountains. I stopped making notes halfway through this movie. Oh, because you were sleeping? I stopped making... I didn't fall asleep. I wish I had a lot. This movie... This is the first Barbie movie that we've watched that isn't based on a pre-existing story of some description. Mm. With the exception of the modern Barbie movies, because Barbie and the Rockers is, is... based on the true story of a rock band <laughs> that went into space and traveled back in time. Yeah. This movie didn't... It didn't do anything to hold my interest. It's the first Barbie movie that is based on an original. Uh, it's an original. Story it's an original that. story. It's not a retelling of anything. It's just doing its own thing. It feels to me like it runs into a lot of the same problems that the Masters of the Universe movie ran into. The our famously short episode because uh. a big problem with that we had with Masters of the Universe was that that film expects you to, to know, know everything, everything going in. So going it doesn't in. waste any time explaining things. So you're just kind of left there. <laughs> like halfway through, you're like, oh, that's that's her father? Masters of the Universe was like, imagine watching the Avengers for the first time, but you have to start two thirds of the way into the movie. Mm, so yeah. you don't know who Iron Man is. You don't know who Captain America is. You don't know who the Hulk is, but they're all on this helicarrier. And they're just there. That's what Masters of the Universe was like. This feels very much the same in that it feels like it's building off of a pre-existing lore, which until this movie and Toyline came out, did not exist. Like, this film is a Star Trek movie without a series <laughs> attached yeah. to it. It's a problem. Like It was really difficult for me to engage with these characters and these situations because there wasn't anything to really latch onto. And the film had an expectation that I couldn't meet. The film Mm. wanted more of me than I was able to bring. 
I think I was I was relieved that it did have some semblance of a plot, but it, in terms of building tension and sustaining tension and paying off tension, it does not really do any of those things. I'll tell you what the film does do. Tell it me. stops a lot to do it stops irrelevant... a lot. It stops a lot for like be able to do something silly. Yeah, there are a lot of there are a lot of instances where like in the Angry Birds movie the plot just stops and we do a little bit for a few minutes and then we keep going forward. It's padding. It's yeah. there's so little of this movie to latch on to. Yeah, I'm sleepy. <laughs> I'm sleepy and we typically have to pause recording when a plane goes overhead, because I live not too far from an airport, I'm looking forward to the plane. the next plane! Because it means Every we time get... there's a plane, I need to, like, rest my eyes for <laughs> a bit. Um, Here it goes. Oh! That means I have to leave this plane in. It's Beyonce and Beyonce's entourage, all of whom have separate planes. Oh, that would be it. Clearly. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was that was heaven. Yeah, that was nice. heaven that was like for me. Like a little me. tiny yeah. nap that my brain just took. Here's something we can latch on to. I feel like this movie try maybe wasn't trying, but definitely failed to offer some sort of commentary on disability. Did you? It- it offers that? commentary on disability in the same way that that one episode of Glee where everyone who, like, well, you're going to be in a wheelchair for a day. Like, yeah. Which I hated. I was, by the way, I was in that episode. Did you know this? No, I didn't. I did ba- a lot of background work in 2009. I'm all over the first season of Glee. You can look it up on, on Netflix. I'm, in some places, front and center of camera. What? Yeah. I looked at you with my eyes before I met you. Yes, you did. That's almost it poetic. didn't register. And I was in that episode where everyone was in the wheelchair. And I remember thinking even then like this two, is kind of shitty 2009 being able-bodied thinking this is bullshit and i hate plots you know stories like this in in where like, well you're gonna wear blindfold for a day so you know what it's like to be blind or you're gonna live in a wheelchair for a day so you know what it's like to be in a wheelchair because you don't learn pe- those people yeah. don't learn anything because at the end of the day they can get up and walk away from yeah. that wheelchair like people who live in a wheelchair they don't have that freedom i there are days when i struggle to get out of bed there are days when i need my cane to function and I don't get a break from that. I don't get a respite. I don't I don't get to step away from my cane and be Jeremy Ablebody. Sorry, Jeremy, I didn't mean to invoke your name in this. <laughs> now he has a full name. Yeah, Jeremy Able Ablebody. That's a different Jeremy, unrelated to our no. Jeremy. So it's a common name. But the commentary in the commentary in this film, if anything, was if you are, it doesn't matter if you're disabled because you can still accomplish anything and you will be rewarded by having your disability taken away. Yeah. Yes. And that's a problem yeah. to me. That's immediately a problem to me. Like, But look, you're so energized and you're talking. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> it's the Doctor Strange problem. It's that you can cure your broken hands if you just believe yeah. in magic, which I kind of like. Doctor Strange, ironically, one of my favorite Marvel movies. And that's the aspect of the movie that rubbed me the wrong way. Mm watching it because it's like well my hand my hands don't my personal me ben padden host of the live tree edit with ben and molly my hands do not work properly and i can't magic them better yeah so that you having brought that up that has annoyed me yay now i got an emotional (laughs) response uh what what resonated with you in this movie like at all about yeah. any of it? I don't know that we can recount the narrative because the narrative the is the narrative is extremely dull. It's so boring and, and straightforward. And you know why? Our favorite human being 
Friend oh, of the show. Robert McKee, my my dear friend, B- Bobby, uh, as I call him. Bobbert, I call him sometimes. <laughs> he hates that. Um, uh, Robert McBobbert, which is, <laughs> he really doesn't like that. Yeah, I think that's what the kids would call him yeah. in school, and he, he takes it personally. Yeah, I feel like he needed to be more present, as opposed to what happened here was that he, he was, was not, not present. He was not at all present. We looked the, for him in the credits. Yeah, we we sat to the end of those credits, and there was no... They were very short credits. They didn't even credit any story consultant. There wasn't a story, so... Yeah, they didn't think it needed someone to So there's no need consult. for anyone to consult on yeah. what isn't there. This film has a story like I have functioning legs. Aww, yeah. In that it does not have those things. Maybe it did once, but... I have to believe there was an earlier draft that made sense. Ah... Uh, that's such a weird noise that is coming from outside. Maybe it's a Barbie Fairytopia toy. Maybe someone bought the Bibble oh, toy. Ah, Bibble! We'd... To be fair, some of the toys, the the DVD that I have comes with a little, it's not a catalog, but it's just like a little pamphlet that shows yeah, you all the toys a flyer, you can get. if you will. Yeah. Now, there are a number of toys in here. They're obviously different Barbie dolls. Um, there's a, a little ad for other movies in the range that you may want to buy. Um, there is a toy. We've not described Bibble to the listener. Oh, it's just yeah, occurred Bibble. to me. Just Google Bibble meme. Yeah, Bibble. You'll see him screaming. <laughs> Bibble exists in this movie to kind of serve as the animal sidekick to Barbie's character, mm-hmm. which largely involves flying and then being shocked that. And then scatting. And scatting. Like. Oh, I thought you meant like. And then shitting. Yeah, that one. And also that. That doesn't happen in this movie. I don't want to disappoint any scat fans. <laughs> You're a scat fan. Beep, bop, bop, bada, poop. Sorry, that was bad. Oh, that's funny because it's like poop. Yes. I get it. Yeah, Bibble's whole thing is like I'm talking like a like a Disney chipmunk, like like that that kind of noise. Have you never heard me do that before? I can do it better when I don't have a. When you don't have, yeah, I've never heard you do that before. <laughs> I think it's the fact that there are like hand and arm motions that have to accompany it. Yeah, because like, I can't. You wouldn't be able to make the sound if, if your I, body were being If I just still. if I do it so, it doesn't oh, have the same impact. But if you do that, like, like it, it feels like I, I am like waving my fists in the I air. I can't look at you. But that's what Bibble sounds like yeah, all the time. Like. Bibble is in a perpetual state of like scat fury. <laughs> <laughs> did I did, make, make some sort of Coachella joke now? Did I, or did I just say the title of the episode? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since we've actively named the episode while recording. I think a constant state of scat fury. Is, I like that. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, it's interesting. After the credits, scat fury does show up and invite Bibble to become <laughs> a member of the Avengers. <laughs> I don't know why. I, th- I don't know whether that's genuinely funny or if there's so many different medications sitting on my brain okay, right now. Okay, well, I was like happy with myself, <laughs> <laughs> and now I am filled with self. No, that was good. That was very good. Very well okay, done. Okay, thank you. <laughs> it's been a while since I laughed like that on the show. Has it? Sometimes I make you chortle. No, but I mean like full on, like have to turn my entire okay. head away from the okay. microphone. I'm sorry. I'll try to do better. So do we want to try... Do, no, let's, let's talk more about the toys in this catalogue. Yeah. Because the Bibble toy... The Bibble character in the movie... Yeah, the anim, animated Bibble is kind of horrifying to look at. He's kind of two oh, th- three-dimensional ovals glued to each other, covered in 
He's kind of wearing Sully's skin from yeah. Monsters, Inc. Yeah, it's like he... Yeah, maybe they're... Cousins? Well, I feel like if Sully and Hugh the Butterfly had a night of uh, torrid passion, mm. Bibble would be what resulted yeah. from you, that union. Do you think Sully visits his tiny... I don't know if he knows... Oh, yeah, son. I don't know if he knows that he has a son. I think Hugh... What is Bibble's gender? Bibble doesn't have a gender, I don't think. A lot of characters in this don't have oh, genders. They definitely or the don't. genders are not immediately apparent yeah. and it never comes up. It's not important. Gender is unimportant, says Barbie in 2005. <laughs> she was progressive then yes. and she's progressive now. Gender is a myth and you're all slaves to the patriarchy. That's what it said at the end credits. Yes. Attributed <laughs> that quote to Barbie. Yeah, in italics and under the <laughs> Yeah, it was nice. It was a nice little moment. And then it said, um, Barbie Fairytopia will return in Avengers 4. <laughs> Which, that's some forward thinking, because they hadn't even made the first Avengers. The, yeah, the first Iron Man like movie Barbie hadn't knew. come out yet. Yeah. So, I think the secret to how they bring down Thanos is going to be... Is this joke? Is this anything? No, I love this joke. Keep going. Yeah, okay. yeah I think the secret is that Barbie Fairytopia, the people of Fairytopia, and Mertopia, if that's what it's called, I can't Mermadia. remember. Mermadia. Mermadia, thank you. I think they're going to come together with the remaining surviving Avengers to bring down Thanos. Barbie, you could say, is just as powerful as Thanos with his gauntlet because mm. Barbie does control really all of space yeah. and time. Barbie is a Q figure, yeah. as we have established. This is the fifth entry in the Barbie cinematic universe, the BCU. If we're counting, if we're counting Barbie and the Rockers, this is number six. I think Barbie and the Rockers probably doesn't count. Barbie and the Rockers feels like the like Sam Raimi Spider Man trilogy. Like Ang Lee's Hulk is not part of the MCU, but the Incredible Hulk is. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, uh, the first... Bar- what was the first Barbie movie of the modern era? Uh, Nutcracker. Yeah, Barbie and the Nutcracker um, is kind of the beginning of the modern Barbie cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. Th- how much crossover is there between the Barbie cinematic universe and the Marvel cinematic universe? I think they exist universe? in the same cinematic universe. Okay, the, cool. The BMCU, The BMCU, if you will. <laughs> 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 the bowel movement <laughs> crap. Uh, <laughs> no, if it's coming out of your urethra, something's wrong. <laughs> There's a plumbing, a basic plumbing issue. <laughs> some, some wires got crossed. Yeah. Recounting the narrative of this movie is going to be, I would say, nigh on impossible because well, it's, it's so black. We were both struggling to stay away. Yeah, it's not that it's a difficult narrative to follow. It's that it's so straightforward. It's mind-numbingly dull. We can. It's literally like we could blow through it. Go in like forward a in a straight line. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 the Lord of the Rings with none of with the no window dressing challenges to overcome. Yeah. Really. Bobby accomplishes nothing in this movie. She gets hypnotized once briefly, and then gets unhypnotized, and then gets unhypnotized. Uh, Thor shows up and defeats the enemy. Laverna? Laverna, yeah. It's a testament to how dull this movie was that every time I wanted to talk about the movie while we were watching the movie, I wanted to say the word video game instead of movie. <laughs> I felt like we were watching someone else play a video it just, game. It did look like just a bunch of cutscenes. Mm. Like if they, if that, like this may have been once a video game and they just compiled all the cutscenes. Yeah. And that's why you felt like you were supposed to have known what's going on. Did you, and I think I pointed this out during the movie, did you notice that it was not full widescreen? You said some words about the aspect ratio. Yeah. And I ignored you. Sorry. It was not 16.9. There were black bars down the, the mm. side. It wasn't 4.3, but it was a little... 
crunchier than than full widescreen. Well, I mean, it was two thousand five direct to DVD, so they had to save their money somehow. <laughs> By not rendering an inch to the left and an inch to the right, yeah, they were able know. to save. Maybe they were like coming right up against their budget and they were like, we can't take anything out. What will no one notice? And they just shaved the sides off. And they saved $7. Yeah, and that was all they needed. Yeah, they're good. They saved their pennies that way. But yeah, um, the, uh, the villain is kidnapping a bunch of fairy guardians. Barbie doesn't have any wings. She goes on a very long walk, basically. Yeah, she goes on a stroll and she does some parkour. She makes friends with a giant butterfly, butterfly and another finds and hits another on a guardian. Mermaid. Hits on a mermaid. A mermaid, who was, I suppose. Who was voiced by crap, I can't remember his name. Alessandro. Yeah, Alessandro. Uh, yeah, but he was in uh, Battlestar Galactica in the in the, the Galactica Oh, he reboot. was? Yeah. He I was um God, I can't remember what character he Maybe was. that's their big name. Because we were remarking that there aren't any big names in this movie like there have been in previous ones. There's no Kelsey Grammers. There's no Angelica Houstons. But usually they make a big deal out of that in the opening titles or on the DVD box. And we didn't get that this time. This was the first Barbie movie that had an original story. And the first Barbie movie that didn't have a big name attached mm-hmm. to it. They were like, you know what? We've been doing these movies for four years now. We think the Barbie brand can really <laughs> carry itself. He was uh, Felix Gator in uh, in Battlestar Galactica. I've never seen Battlestar Galactica. We, that's you a, folks who have are probably getting really they go, excited. <gasps> yeah. yeah, he played a merman in this that hits on Barbie. He does show up in Mermaidia. Yeah, he's the mer he's the mer prince. Yeah, interesting character in Galactica. He has he has a very interesting arc that starts off. I want to say a little optimistic, but then gets very dark. I don't know whether you would like Battlestar Galactica because it's a very bleak. I watched, show. I think, the first episode. Mm. It's very, it's a very bleak uh, show. I, don't I love any, it. I don't need any more bleakness in my yeah. life. That's. I don't need to supplement the bleakness. J- to kind of sidestep away from Barbie Fairytopia right now, because dear God, I want to sidestep away from Barbie Fairytopia. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel about this season of Doctor Who. Like, I, I'm loving Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor. Mm-hmm. I, I, have you seen everything? Are you all caught yeah, up? Yeah, I'm all caught up. I'm loving Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor. I love the companions. But there isn't, despite the fact that the Doctor has literally called herself the Doctor of Hope, there isn't a lot of that this season. It's a very... Sad. It's very bleak. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I... I don't have anything to compare it to. No. Except for that one Christmas episode. Except for that one Christmas episode that I didn't understand. I'll just find a different Christmas episode that you wouldn't understand. There's one that literally has Santa Claus in it. (gasps) I'm cool with that. Okay. Maybe we'll watch that at okay. some point. Maybe a Patreon bonus episode for December, question mark? Well, we already had a movie pick, didn't we? I think we? for December we were thinking about doing that Vanessa Hudgens Netflix one. Oh my word. Oh yeah, the one that's basically Barbie is the Princess and the Pauper with, with Vanessa, Vanessa Hudgens. Hudgens. Yeah. I'm really excited to do that. Well, maybe we'll just do uh, the, the can, Doctor Who thing, just for fun. Yeah, remember we can we watch to... movies for fun. <laughs> do you remember when we used to do that? <laughs> when we would just sit down and watch a movie because the mood just... Took us. us. Yeah, yeah. That was nice before we had to schedule it. And talk about it in front of a microphone. <laughs> lay bare our sins. Yes. And uh, tell the internet that I have a FetLife account. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you tickled by that? It just makes me giggle because I try to think what dark secrets I've revealed. Yeah. You... But we were talking about Doctor Who. Let's come. No, no, no. We'll, we'll come back to that. Your sins. <laughs> now, I've confessed sins almost on the regular on this podcast. I've confessed that once I accidentally used the wrong lube and gave myself chemical burns. Oh, yeah. So that's an embarrassing fact about me. That you just revealed again. New listeners will be shocked to learn. New listeners. Yes, the the burning lube story. (laughs) So much fun. 
That's kind of, uh, that's like your fun podcast fact. Like, yeah. I don't know if there is currently a Wikipedia entry for Molly Alice Hoy, but... But if there is, if someone wants to make one, just list that one fact. <laughs> Molly Alice Hoy is a Los Angeles-based artist. She once used the wrong type of lube and gave herself chemical burns. <laughs> Here is a link to her Tumblr. That's it. That's all you need to know about me, really. What would my Wikipedia page say? Uh, Benjamin Christopher, whatever your second last name is. Pad Padman. Padman? <laughs> yeah, it's like Greg Whateverman. Okay. Yeah. And you have a fet life. <laughs> That's and it? it provides a link to it. Okay, cool. Ben Padden's IMDB page, Ben Padden's Twitter, Ben Padden's Fet Life. That's all you need. Terrifying. This movie No wait, we no, we've got to pivot we back to Doctor Who. To talk, talk, pivot. Yeah. Pivot. Pivot away from Fet Life towards Doctor, Doctor Who. Who. Yeah, this season's not been great. I've liked it. I've I've liked three of the six episodes so far. But the other three have been so disappointing. I don't have a frame of reference, so I don't have a capacity for disappointment because I had no expectations yeah. going in. But if you're enjoying it, that's all that matters. Yeah, I'm doing fine. You're yeah. like, why oh, don't like love Doctor Who, this thing I love. And then you show it to me and I'm like, I like it. And you're like, no, it's not actually good. So I don't know where I am right it's now. It's difficult because it's it's hard to be critical of the current season without coming across as, well, now it's a woman, it's bad. Like, I, lo- I love Jodie Whittaker's performance. I think she's doing a really good job with the material she's being given. I just think that the performance is good. The material isn't mm. there. We've had two really strong episodes. One very good episode. I think we're thinking episode. of the same too. Like Rosa and um, Demons of the Punjab. Okay, were both we are very, thinking very good. of the same too. And then I also liked uh, her first episode, The Woman Who Fell to Earth, I thought was mm-hmm. a really strong hour of television. And then the other three are just kind of forgettable. A lot of the episodes haven't seemed especially daring. Mm. And that is what I've noticed. Yeah. They're Whereas, not taking risks. Yeah, and that's like you've got I what I guess would be the most diverse main cast yeah. in a season of Doctor Who ever, maybe? I don't know. I'm not familiar with previous series. It definitely it's it's the first time in since the eighties we've had three companions in the TARDIS. Mm-hmm. It's easily the most diverse. Yeah, you've team got TARDIS. two women, we've got two people of color. Like there are a lot of new yeah. stories they could tell. We have an older man, like even even when it comes to male companions, which Doctor Who hasn't done a, we've done got, that a lot. We've got a grandpa. We've got a grandpa. Yeah. We've got a a, a black teenager who's what nineteen twenty mm-hmm. like. Uh, we have a, 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 a an, an Indian of of. Uh, she's Pakistani. She's Pakistani or Indian. She's South Asian. She's Desi. Yeah, uh, who's a practicing Muslim? Like yeah. these are all. It's a very diverse cast. But I don't think people listen to the Life Toyota with Ben and Molly for our trenchant insights into Doctor Who. So Barbie Fairytopia. So little happens in this movie. I and the really... little that does happen is kind of insulting to people with disabilities. It's, it's insulting to people with disabilities. It's insulting to people who like narrative and enjoy... like People who enjoy being engaged by the media they consume. Yeah. I, I had come into this experience thinking that this was one of your favorites. No. Because you were I excited about that. it. I'm excited about them all. Okay. Has there been one that I haven't been excited about? Barbie and the Rockers. Okay. (laughs) Which, in fairness, was because neither of us had seen it before. But I think that was the best way to start. I think I'm just... I'm so frequently having to navigate your territory Mm. in terms of properties that you're really familiar with and things that you grew up with, that it's nice to... It's nice to to flip that. Yeah, exactly, and have you be uncomfortable 
and me sort of know what I'm talking about yeah. and be able to take your destroyed little hand and guide you through this experience. <laughs> I feel like, here's the thing, I feel like at this point I've been kind of, I don't want to say inoculated against Barbie because I've definitely acclimatized to it. Like I, I go into a Barbie movie knowing the animation isn't going to be that great and the texture quality, especially like the film opens with Barbie laying on a giant flower and the texture quality on this flower, it's rough. this huge flower is like a PS2 game. Yeah. I've gotten used to these things, but occasionally a movie will, like Barbie as Rapunzel caught me by surprise because mm-hmm. it was genuinely good. It was an enjoyable film. It was an, an interesting, different take on the story of Rapunzel that I really enjoyed. This is the first time in the Barbie cinematic universe in the BCU that they have... The BMCU. The BMCU. That they've had the freedom, the f- absolute freedom, to do whatever they wanted. And like, this is what they chose. This could have been their Lego movie. This could have been their, you know, their Minecraft story mode. This could have been... They had full free reign to do whatever they wanted to do with a character, with a sit- setting, with a situation, and the narrative that they wanted to tell. And it's immensely disappointing that this was the end result. Everything about this film is very, like, text autocomplete, we're just choosing the middle option. You know, everything, every choice that they made stylistically, story-wise, is very much like, what's the very first thing that comes to mind? And go with that. We fed 1,000 children's movies into an AI (laughs) and had it write a script, and this is what it generated. Like that, but without the weird, gruesome humor. Yeah. I would like to see a neural network try to write a Barbie movie. Yes, I want to feed a neural network Barbie movie movies and have it i i actually want to do that very very badly now that you're that. <laughs> I'm like, where can i find a neural network can i just call someone up and be like do you have a neural network i could borrow that we can i don't actually feed. understand how ai works no i this is not something that's in my sphere of influence or experience either if you have the ability please 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 get in touch definitely get in touch with us to shoot an email show at the life to work with you yes to collaborate on the Neural Network Barbie movie. <laughs> I would like to see what title what it generates. Is, yeah. And then just a few pages of the script, I would be so into that. It would be Barbie as Barbie in, in the, the, Barbie, Barbie. the Adventure Fairy Puppy Puppy Mermaid Island yeah. Extravaganza space. I can't wait. I really actually extremely want to do that in my birthdays in a couple months. Also, Christmas is very soon. So if anyone wants to get me a gift, make that happen. That's it. That's the gift. The gift that keeps on giving. It will keep on giving. And then we send the script to mainframe and they make it. And they're like, this is amazing. (laughs) Oh my God. Exactly what we're looking for. (laughs) This fresh new talent. It's it's me, your cousin, Marvin Mattel. (laughs) You know that new script you've been looking for? We spent a lot of time talking about what we don't like about this movie. The plot is dumb. Yes. It is bad. It's so bad we have made zero effort to recount the narrative. What could we have done to fix this movie? If we could fix this narrative, what would we what would we do differently to make this movie... Add a plot? We can't... I mean, adding a plot, what would we do to... Like, we know the narrative, the bare bones narrative we've been given. If we could do something to kind of snap that Robert McKee style into... Mm. Something that could be enjoyed. We can't improve the quality of the animation. That ship has sailed. <laughs> we probably can't change the characters. The one thing I Can would I do... Can I remove the whole weird disability subplot? Is oh, that an option? Oh, please do. Yes. I would love to do that. I Let's would... just not even touch that. 
if she's not going to have wings at the beginning of the movie, don't she, give her fucking wings yeah, at the end. At the end of the movie, she, she doesn't get her wings until the very, very, very last scene. So you think the moral of the story is going to be like, she never needed her wings. Like she found a way to She had the death. wings inside her all along. <laughs> yes, but also that like, she found ways to overcome and yeah. adapt in a society and in an environment that wasn't designed for her. And like she did just fine and she doesn't need the wings to be happy. Yeah. Like she's whole and complete the way she is. And you think that's going to be what the, I guess, moral is. And then at the very and end then of the, the movie. And at the very end, they like tack on some wings. Yeah. She's like, oh, here you go some wings now. And then she immediately knows how to use them and can fly. Yeah. Um, which I'm almost certain is not what would happen if you were to give someone who, you know, had lost their legs at a very young age, if they're 37 and, and you, you just, here's legs, some legs, here you go. There would be some, some wobbling. There would be months of physiotherapy yeah. involved. Also, that wouldn't happen. They're just not, I, I, it deeply, as a disabled person, this offends me. Yeah. So yeah, cut that out. Steaks, I think would be nice. Steaks would be helpful. Or a really- scene where they stop to eat. At a sizzler, and they just have steak. <laughs> bibble steaks. Yeah. Oh, God, give it a bibble. Just bibble can go. Bibble can go. Bibble's not necessary. Give it a plot. Um, give it a bibble. Give it a bibble. Make the goblins... Give them... Some, like, different... Just different... Cut, like, that's just a style note. Like, like that's change, a very simple thing that you like, could Like, palette do. swaps. Like, the ninjas in Mortal Kombat. Like, come on. Yeah. This is not difficult. Like, they're very hard to tell apart. And that's not racist about gob- uh, goblins. It's not... I'm not being a goblin racist. Don't at me, Jeremy. But, like, there's so much there's so much stuff they could do to make the characters more interesting. There's a lot of things they could have done just visually, but that's very apparent in watching it because not a lot of love went into the art direction, I guess, and the, the designs. I think this is the most phoned-in Barbie movie. Yeah. Which is such a, again, it's a it's disappointment. It's a because it is an original property yeah. that they could have done literally anything with, and they went with the most generic, vaguely fairy-esque, like, what are little girls into? It's the same problem I have with with Monster High and um, DC Mm. Superhero Girls or whatever it's called, where it's like, okay, so we need to make this concept appealing to young girls. Um, I know, high school. Like, that's the level of depth and thought that went into making Fairytopia. The very first thought that they had, they were like, sure, that's a good idea. I mean, even the name Fairytopia... Doesn't suggest that a lot of critical thought went into the development of this as a concept. Yeah, this movie was... I'm going to say farted out. This is this is a this movie wasn't so much created as it was expelled from the biosystem of yes. Mattel, Lionsgate, and Mainframe Studios. It's disappointing. It's bad, and it's disappointing because I, I'm I came into this not being the fan of the Barbie movies that you are, mm-hmm. but I've seen how good they can be. Like the Barbie is Rapunzel, I would watch that again. Like recreationally, I would watch that movie again. <laughs> Voluntarily. There are no other Barbie movies I would watch. I never want to see this again. No, you don't have to. You're safe. G- I'm glad. It's it's a bad film. This is your... It's a huge missed opportunity. I think this Barbie movie suffers the most from the worst aspects of toyetic cinema in that this movie definitely exists to prop up an existing toy line. Like yeah. I definitely feel like they came up with the characters Fairy- and the setting well, first. Well, yeah. Fairytopia, like... 
the fairy line existed before the movie came out. Like you sent me already... a, a commercial from like 2002, right? That was Barbie Fairytopia. Yeah, 2003. 2003. 2003 was when they started showing the Barbie Fairytopia commercials and the dolls had already come out. But if you watch the commercial, those are just generic fairy dolls. Mm. They're not the characters in this film. So the ca- the the setting existed. Yeah, I they imagine shoehorned. That, yeah, they had the Fairytopia line. They were like, "Oh, we could like retrofit a narrative onto this and make Bakudos more money." Because I guess if they, that's basically their market testing. And then it, we end up with this. We end up with this. And bad then we, movie. yeah, this bad movie. They this... exist solely to. This is very transparently a cash grab. Yeah, it's it's the least enjoyable Barbie movie I think that they've ever made. You say that of. Most of them. I think that we're on a downhill <laughs> spiral. No, it's okay because on... Magic of Pegasus is going to lift you out of this hole. But that's that not the next in. Barbie movie. It's not the next one that we are going to watch. Oh, we're going out of sequence for the next we're one. We're going out of sequence for the next one because the next Barbie episode is going to drop on Christmas. So we're going to watch a Christmas Carol, Barbie and a Christmas Carol. Cool. But after that, we're going to watch Magic of Pegasus, which is a lot stronger and one of my personal favorites. It's my favorite Barbie movie and it's one of my favorite films, period. Yeah. <sighs> Where on the Lego emoji scale would you put Barbie Fairytopia? I'm inclined to put it to further down towards the emoji end of the scale. It's not... I was going to say it's not offensive, but that's a falsehood. It's offensive insofar as it very transparently thinks little of its audience. Mm. Um, it's not offensive in the same way that emoji movie was in like a malicious way. But this movie is... There's an air of carelessness. Yeah. Of like, they're kids... These are children. They don't care. We don't need to put any more thought into it it's, than it's the bare It's a kind minimum. of... It's not malicious like the emoji yeah, movie, but... Yeah, that is literally what I just said in my mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'm tired and sick. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. You are sick. Poor baby. We can wrap this We can wrap this up if you want so you can go lie down and take a nap because I know your your body is kind of falling apart I right am now. veering towards... I'm, actually, I paused to look at the list. Oh. So, Molly, what movie... <laughs> Are we watching next week? Next week we're watching Spiced World. Yes. Uh, which I know next to nothing about. Well, then I will tell you, Spice World is an adaptation of the novel, the novel, novel. the, the novel, novel Dune. Tattoos are from the devil. By Frank Herbert. It, Sorry, what? It's uh, Spice World is an adaptation of the novel Dune. That's not true. It's bad. I lied. Um, it's the Spice Girls movie. The product being sold in Spice World is the Spice, Spice Girls. Girls. Are um, they dolls? Yeah, the Spice Girls. They were dolls. There were there was like a collectible photo album. You could collect photos, like so. Stickers. This is definitely cashing in on oh, the yeah. cultural. Side yeah, base. and the film was released about the same time as their second album, which was called Spice World. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of songs from the album appeared in the film. So, in terms of classifying it as a toyetic movie, a little loosey goosey with the definition there. It's a little bit, but, but definitely it, yeah. like in terms of movies that are transparent cash grabs this definitely ranks yeah. among those and there was a lot of spice girls merchandise, merchandise at the yeah. time that definitely would have been this movie would have bolstered that push, yeah. yeah i i i went to see this movie in the theaters what because my when sister did it come out god i want to say 96 97 okay. my sister was a huge spice girls fan and uh so was my friend daniel so my mum took my sister daniel and i the see Spice World the movie. I did not want to see Spice World. I want to stress this. And in fact, neither did my mother. So much so that about... 
I remember this story. Didn't she go out and just have oh, a smoke? Oh, yeah. She left the theater yeah. about 20, 30 minutes into the movie, and we did not see her again mm. until the movie was done. I can't wait to sit through this cinematic monstrosity. It's. I think it's going to be interesting coming back to it as an adult, um, because the movie... The movie doesn't take itself too seriously, but I think it doesn't take itself too seriously in a knowing way, in a kind of wink-wink mm-hmm. kind of way. I remember seeing, because um, I remember looking it up on Wikipedia months ago when I was looking for films to add to the list, and I thought, what about Spice World? Does that count? And there were contemporary reviews at the time that compared it favorably to some of the Beatles movies that came out in the 60s. Mm. So... I don't know. It could be fun. It could be a movie that we accidentally wind up enjoying. <laughs> that would be nice yeah. to enjoy a movie. It's got a pretty I forget sh- that some people watch movies for pleasure. It's got a shocking cast list. A um, shocking cast shock- list. Like the, the number of cameos. Um, Richard E. Grant plays the Spice Girls manager. Is it going to be a bunch of British people? There's I don't a lot know. of British people. Alan Cumming is in this okay, movie. Okay, I know him. As a journalist that's trying to He's stalk cool. the. He's bi. Yeah, he plays a journalist that's trying to stalk the Spice Girls and get, like, exclusives. Oh, see, but I'm going to be rooting for him because I just think he's cool. He's cool. Um, Richard O'Brien, who wrote and appeared in Rocky Horror Picture Show, mm-hmm. he's in this movie. Uh, he's also a biphobe and a transphobe, so he's not a no! great human being. Meatloaf plays the bus driver. I don't know what that is. Meatloaf is a, is a is person. Is that an individual? He's a musician, a singer. Okay. Is he British? Uh, no, he's American. Then... Or is he Canadian? He's one of the ones... <laughs> One of the colonies. Michael Barrymore is in this movie, who who's known to British people. He was the host of, uh, like, Strike It Lucky and a bunch of other game shows in the UK. Bob Hoskins has a cameo in this okay, movie. Okay, it's a, fa- a familiar face. Yes. Friend, Friend of, of the, the show, show Bob, Bob Hoskins. Hoskins. Um, famously, uh, his famous movie role is, of course, Mario Mario in the Super Mario Bros. Mario movie. Mario. And there's a couple of other cameos here and there. I cannot wait. Yes, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that it won't be garbage. I expect you can it will be. That. I'm hoping to that. I'm hoping for it to be not be garbage in the way that Fairytopia was garbage. Yeah, a different flavor of garbage. At yeah, least. I don't mind it being a, like Fairytopia is a cash grab, but I'm I want a self aware cash I, grab. I, and I think I, might again, be a different flavor. It's been twenty years mm. since I, it's been eighty four years, years since I saw Spice World, but I want to believe. I'm gonna get that poster off on the wall. <laughs> Photoshop the Spice Girls where the UFO is. I want to believe that it's gonna be fun. Um, certainly, it'll be more fun than Barbie Fairytopia was. Yeah, maybe we'll stay awake. But we're not gonna stay awake right now because we're gonna go off and do other yeah, things. Yeah, we're like, gonna be free, like resting and drinking plenty of fluids. <laughs> um, thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of the Life Tree Edit with Ben and Molly. If you have enjoyed the show, do please consider tweeting about us, posting about it on Facebook, leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts if you are so inclined. Little podcasts like ours survive solely by word of mouth. We do not advertise the podcast anywhere, so it means a lot to us when people tweet about us, when they share the podcast with their friends and family. That is really, really cool. So thank you to anyone who has done that. If you want to support the podcast, if you want to support us with money... We have a Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash thelifetoyetic. There are four tiers at $1, $5, $10, and there's a $100 tier if you want to be Jeremy. You only have to pay as little as a as $100. <laughs> wow. You only have to pay as little as $1 to get access to all of the bonus content. We have bonus episodes up there. We're going to be doing a Q&A very shortly. Yes, we are doing a Q&A soon. We'll, we've taken some questions from uh, some of our Patreon supporters. Um, and we'll be recording a little video where we answer some of those questions. And uh, we'll be doing other things. We're probably going to do uh, a live stream 
I think we should probably do one early December, like a yeah, pre-Christmas thingy. Yeah, I think thingy. we might, yeah, watch a, one of the, what, a terrible yeah. Netflix Christmas movie. Yeah, that, seemed, cause that, that seems like the most accessible thing. Yeah. So we'll do that. But yeah, patreon.com slash the life toyetic if you want to support the show. That allow you know, that gives us a little bit of financial support and allows us to do things like buy better equipment at some point down the yeah, line. Yeah, and host the website. Yeah, and that pay, sort of stuff. covers a lot of administrative Bore, boring costs. Stuff. Yeah, it most it, it's mostly paying for the hosting and everything yeah. right now, which is really cool. We want to thank Brian Melblum for the theme tune, the Toyetic Toe Tapper. A uh, huge, huge thank you to Brian. It's great to listen to, it's fun at parties. Um and uh, it's a club banger. It's a cl- it is a club banger. I actually I think they're going to cover it on the next episode of Punch Up the Jam. <laughs> so that's that's pretty cool. I'm not sure how you could punch it up because it's pretty solid. Yeah. And do you have yeah. any events coming up? Yeah. In the next couple of weeks. At the beginning of December, I'm doing another stand up show at Meat and Sweets. Meat I think and on. Sweets. I, think... I love Meat and Sweets. <laughs> I've never been there, but I just love the name. I think it's happening on December 6th. I need to double check my calendar. I could the do that now. It's a Thursday. It's, a, it's happening on a Friday. So and it could that's be the 7th. But it's happening early December. It's stand up comedy with a bunch of nerds at a shop that sells boba tea and pho. So you should probably come and eat drink. It's free. The comedy's free. So, and some great comedians, some of my, some of my favorite comedians I've ever worked with. Um, and I am going to be at Anime Los Angeles in January. Doing a bunch, I'm on a bunch of panels at Anime Los Angeles, which is crazy because I'm only a very recent convert to anime, but I keep getting booked to anime conventions. It's crazy. But uh, I'm going to be doing an improv show called Whose Line Is It Anime? I'm going to be doing uh, a bunch of other panels as well. My schedule is still getting locked in. And we just confirmed, for those of you in the audience who are Doctor Who fans, I will be bringing the game of Rassilon back to Gallifrey 1 in February. We do... Every year for the last two years, we've done a live play of the Doctor Who role-playing game uh, with a phenomenal group of very funny people. And we will be bringing that back this February, uh, this February coming. It's the weekend closest to Valentine's Day. Tickets have already sold out for Gallifrey 1. So if you're a Doctor Who fan, tough luck. But some people, you know, some people buy their tickets and then they can't go. So keep an eye out for like ticket transfers. You can have a look at the Gallifrey 1 Facebook group. I'm sure this stuff pops up all the time. But I will be there for the duration of the con. I'm probably going to do some other panels as well because I always do. You're a busy, busy boy. I'm a busy, busy boy. And I'm also doing SAC Anime in January as well. It's another anime convention. It's the week after Anime Los Angeles. How are you going to do I'm gonna die. Is what's we gonna happen? We might do some guest episodes or something. We'll, f- so you we'll don't figure it out. Die. I'm sure that you got. I mean, there's still plendy of Pokemon movies that you and Timber can do. You can find us on social media if you like. Uh, we are the Life Toyetic everywhere except Instagram, where we are Life Toyetic Pod. And because we're still bitter about we're, it. We're definitely bitter about it. It might be a contributing factor to me not doing much for the Instagram account. <laughs> I'm just ashamed of it. You can find Molly on Instagram and Twitter at Al. At Molly Alice Hoy. I mean, I can say it myself. I figured we'd switch. I thought it'd be fun if we did each other. You can find Benjamin on Twitter and Tumblr Mm -hmm. and Facebook. Yeah. And the other one Instagram. Instagram at Ben Patton. B E N P A D D O N. You made a little song. Yeah. That's nice. Um, I'm kind of a songstress. But yeah, that's it. We're going to go away and lie down. Lie down. And sweat out all of the all cold. the toxins that all we just the toxins. There's gonna be a Ben shaped damp patch <laughs> on my mattress in seven minutes. Um, but thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of the Life Toyetic with Ben and Molly. I have been Ben. I've been and still am Molly. And the Life Toyetic comes with everything you see here. Bowel movement, crap, urethra. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what it was? <laughs>
adults. I thought you were trying to shush No, me. no, no. That was me having an actual itch. <laughs> okay, and so cool. you hesitated and I was I like, oh, like, no, I need to uh, say uh, something. Uh, 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 uh. You didn't say the magic <laughs> word. Sorry. Um, I'm so sorry. Start all that over again because I'm bad. <laughs>